Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast midweek mashup. How are you guys all doing out there? Whoever's listening or about to listen, and I hope you guys are doing awesome in the middle of this quarantine. And I am joined tonight by M from Level One Games in New Jersey, residing in Manhattan. I got it right this time. And uh, Randy Zelia from BackSportsPage.com. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. How are you guys all yeah, doing? Thanks for having us. Oh, we're good. I'm I'm good. I don't know about Randy. How are you, Randy? I'm listen, doing all right, baby. Look, haircut, still surviving through the quarantine. So let's rock and roll. AEW was good tonight. So let's talk about it. Listen, I need a haircut bad. This is ridiculous. So I am a little <laughs> jealous of you right now. Um, but anyway, uh, we won't talk about hair. That could get a little out of control. Exactly. Uh, so I, him take his hat off. But, I was uh, being so good. I'm telling you guys. We had a... <laughs> Believe <laughs> Listen, you can take it. You can take it. I'll buzz it and give it to you. I'm, 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 I'm almost at it. Um, oh God! But, uh, it's so it's so we easy coming, right now. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are coming off of uh, a, a pretty good dynamite, and we're actually seeing some build to the uh, double or nothing pay per view that will be happening next Saturday night, May twenty third, which I am thoroughly looking forward to. And uh, tonight we uh, started off pretty hot. Um, we had Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts come into the ring. Uh, they oh, started oh the show, they, uh, and uh, cutting a pretty good promo. Jake can cut a promo, let me tell you, he's still got it. Um, do I really want to see him out there? Uh, that's n- neither here or there, but he cuts a good promo and he's getting heat on not only himself and Archer as well. Uh, we hear the uh, before I uh, get into the discussion with you guys, we, we hear the uh, engine uh, revving in the background. It sounded like a motorcycle to me, but it was Cody Rhodes' F-150. Uh, he gets out, enters the arena, and a brawl between Archer and Cody ensues, which I thoroughly loved, and I want to see more. What did you guys think? Definitely want to see more on that. It was nice and physical, and that's the t- stuff I, I like. You know, uh, so it was a good way to start dynamite, in, in my opinion. And uh, what do you think, Randy? I, I liked it, and I'll tell you why I liked it. It made Archer look a little vulnerable. Like last week, we were talking about where they were going to go with this rivalry and whether Cody's going to have a chance. And we kept on saying, Are they going to put Cody over? Are they going to put Cody over on this big monster? That's the thing. And you know the psychology game of this. The big monster, David versus Goliath, uh, and the Jake. Jake's knocking out of the park. It's just everyone has to understand it's not going to be 1994 Jake the Snake Roberts. It's 2020 Jake the Snake Roberts with the crutch, and you know, seeing that snake last week was pretty cool. But he's supposed to be the garnish on the steak on this point. He is not the the main feature of it. Archer is supposed to be the, the show stealer in this one. Yeah, I agree with you there. But you know what? Having Jake there speak and uh, like like you guys know, I love Jake the Snake. And uh, he's such a talent when, when he gets the stick. And uh, so having him there, I, I, I can't complain. Where they're going to go with him is what I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, what you're saying that too is the problem with – all of our like is he managing Archer or is the problem with Cody with Jake? And so when that's done with, is he still gonna be around? This is this a short term thing? So that's a question that really has to be answered. Obviously, we'll find that out uh you know a couple weeks when this whole thing comes to a pass. Because Jake came out and said it was Cody that was taking his share of the pie. So it's be interesting to see where the whole thing goes. I, I, I think Jake would be around uh, uh, just a, a little bit. And uh, as announced, uh, he's going to be in a confrontation uh, one-on-one face-to-face in the ring uh, next Wednesday night with Arn Anderson. So that would be a pretty interesting <laughs> exchange. Uh, hopefully uh, they don't touch or fight because that will look pretty awful. But I would uh, definitely intrigued on the verbal exchange. If this was nice. Well take place. If this was 1990, I'd be so excited. Exactly. But listen, <laughs> or, or, said, or 89. It gives a chance for Jake to speak, and that's always been a treat. That's money. Every week. Yeah, exactly. Every week money. he has spoken, we, we've been treated to that old school, 
a promo that, that he cuts that that just you don't see that anymore. So I, I'm excited. Like I said, it's intriguing to see the possibilities of where they take the storyline or what they do with him. I honestly have no clue where they're going to go with it, but it, it, it's something I'm looking forward to. I mean, I, I will tell you the truth. When when that snake came out last week, I popped. Uh, I was like, wow, you know, this is Jake the Snake from the 90s. This is awesome. You know, and as long as he doesn't do it consistently or, or every week. Make it special, make it, baby. Yeah, make it special. Let us wait for it. Let us want to see it. I got, like I said, I have no problem seeing him. Moving on, we have uh, Best Friends versus uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. They're uh, building a few. There's a couple different layers to what's going on. Um, best Friends with the win. Chuck Taylor with a nice little spike pile driver to end the match. Um, what we have going on the outside is MJF gets a shot in on Jungle Boy uh, as they're building to their match at... Double or nothing next week. And um, then we see Warlow. <laughs> he gets a little shot in on Marco's stunt. Poor yeah. guy. Poor guy. Um, but uh, And then another thing that was going on, late, later announced, uh, Ray Phoenix uh, versus Orange Cassidy. We see Ray Phoenix from behind on the entrance attack. Um, Orange Cassidy knocking him out. And uh, this came about. As the show, as the match went on, uh, before that uh, match ended, and uh, that's setting up a a match with them too, uh, which I believe is next Wednesday. So uh, yes. I'm definitely looking forward to that. What did you guys think of this? I enjoyed the match. It was there good. Was a lot going on, a lot of layers of uh, storylines. Yeah, you, 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 you could look at it like an onion. We had so many layers, like you put it. And uh, they were all intertwined storytelling. This is what I enjoy about wrestling sometimes. Is that it, it, it was, it, there was a lot there, but it was simple. This person's hitting that person. This sets it up for this week. Then two weeks, you have these two people fighting. And that's what we need to see. I mean, don't put the same people together every week. Keep it fresh. Keep the rivalries going, but let it lead somewhere. You know, this is this is how you tell stories. And and again, uh, I, I had no problem with the way this this uh, happened. And it was a very very good match. Like it, it, it was a match that um, I, I I couldn't take my eyes off of. Uh, both teams are, are extremely talented. What do you think, Grant? I I like this match for the one reason of when we first started watching AEW. We looked at the best friends as a comedy act, and now they are a serious contender. They, they, they sort of grew through the ranks like Darby Allen did, and you just want to keep watching them because you enjoy what they're doing, not only because they're a fun act, you want to do the hug, Orange Cassidy's involved, but you're also invested in their tag matches. And look, the, the Jurassic Express has a little bit of a shelf life on how far you can go with them. Whereas eventually, you know where the best friends will eventually down the road, you can go different places, maybe split them up. Or since there are three of them are a unit, you can split them up into single matches. I thought this match was exactly what it needed to be because you're right now you're building the best friends up to uh, possibly be a contender later on down the road. Because sooner or later, you know, M's going to get what he wants and have that hangman page uh, turn. And you you need to have. And you need to have a, a solid tag team there to uh, to defend the belts. And I think Trent has really stepped out and been the star of that trio, even though the crowd loves Orange Cassidy. I don't think they're going to make any type of moves like that, though, until they actually have a crowd back in the arena, though. Yeah, and, that, and I think that's a good point. You know, let, let the crowd get there and then bring out your big guns. Wet our appetite now. You know, let, keep us yeah. engaged with Definitely hit us with the hard stuff when we're all able to be there. Yeah, and I agree with that 110%. And that's the way you have to do it at this point. Like I think for all the shows, all the shows that are doing Empty Arena right now, it, right now they're just throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks and to see what, what the chemistry in the ring would be. Um, I think AEW having the wrestlers ringside and being able to have a little bit of crowd noise has helped the presentation of the product, yeah. whereas you had total emptiness on the other shows. It just, I think that AEW has been hitting a home run the whole entire time with the empty arena. Yeah. I yeah, they own, they own uh, this lockdown there. They really do. Yeah. They perfected Absolutely. it. Feels good to watch it. 
And, you know, you don't feel alone and isolated. Uh, like uh, if you watch all the other shows, it's an empty arena. It's, a, it's just two people going at too it. Much, too yeah. much. Too much open air of no sound. Yeah. No, yeah. In silence. You, yeah. you really can't have that. And I notice it even more as a musician, the way we do things, the way we uh, go into uh, our songs and what have you, uh, even during like announcements and stuff like that, we keep our music going. Exactly. So this is like, we encourage like sound the whole way. It keeps people into it. So as, as a musician, I, I noticing the dead sound right away and I don't like it. AEW, uh, even with five people out there are yeah. doing a much better job than just, than just have some there. noise, keep the ambience going. It's so important. And in a match like that, I noticed that they also had uh, more people in the crowd this week, mm-hmm. a little off on the hard camera side. And uh, yeah, there was more noise. It felt a lot dark in there too. Yeah. And it felt a lot. See, but yeah. you, you don't feel alone. And in these times when we're well, a lot of us are alone at home watching this, that's the last thing you want to feel. You want to feel connected to humanity. And that's how you do it. Just have a couple of people screaming in the background. That's all you need. And, and I know we go a little off topic by asking this question. But in that, in that sense, do you guys feel because there's been a lack of crowds at all the shows, but this one has a little bit more crowd and a little bit, little more crowd noise. Do you have more of a problem doing some cinematic matches and doing some cinematic features on the show? Because if you're not going to have the crowd reaction anyway, you can do a little bit more heavy producing. Do either of you guys have a problem with that? No, as long as it's not overdone. Yeah, and I th- and uh, I think that it will get to that point where it's overdone, and that's like I've I've told Wayne this a million times. That's my big fear is that that's what's going to destroy wrestling for us. Uh, Exposure. Yeah, wrestling is what we just watched. That that was wrestling. That was a wrestling show. We yeah, here's, right. the, here's another example. Here's another example. Uh, we were talking about it on uh, the uh, Money in the Bank post show. Uh, not to get off tangent, but really quick, uh, we were talking about how uh, the first team that they brought out was New Day, and me and Cooper had the same reaction. Like, oh, like we're we're kind of over it. That's how you yeah. know that. That that gimmick has had its run. It's been overexposed. It's, it's done. Unless they come up with something new, turn them heel, throw them on commentary. I don't know, but um, yeah. overexposure kind of uh, it, it it runs out the gimmick. It runs out the program quicker. Uh, yeah. I like a good slow burn, and you know I like seeing wrestlers off every now and then, every other week, um, what have you. Moving on, we had Fatal Four Way tonight with the women. Um, three of my favorite women were in this match, actually. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, uh, we had Penelope Ford and Chris Sandlander. Where's she been? Uh, I guess she's been floating around in space. Uh, versus uh, Britt Baker and Sheeta for a shot against Nyla Rose. Um, great back and forth. Sheeta gets the win. Britt is uh, distracted. Uh, <laughs> Britt is distracted because she's giving Statlander the lockjaw. Uh, not once, but twice. With the glove um, on. <laughs> with the glove on. So with the, the following on. COVID nineteen standards, yeah. and uh, this was this was really good. Uh, in the same match, they developed another feud with Britt Baker and Statlander, and uh, also um, progressing the feud. Out Sheeta won. She's now the number one contender against uh, Nyla Rose. What did you guys think of this Fatal Four Way? And I liked. Penelope's, um, well, I guess we can call it uh, backwards uh, hurricane run. Yeah. Poison run. Listen, I've mm. always said Penelope, she's very talented. I mean, in due time, give her give her some time to marinate there in AEW, and she's going to be a big star. And uh, she's very talented, very athletic. You know, I think she comes from um, either cheerleader or gymnastics background. So she she's got it, uh, and Kip Sabian I'm sure helps her along. Uh, this match is one of the matches I was actually looking forward to because I, I knew it was going to be quality, and I, I wasn't disappointed. I was glued to it, and uh, I I I I love the women's wrestling. I mean, uh, in AEW from the beginning, it's been a little slow, but I think yeah. it's it's starting picking up steam. Yeah, it's starting to show its potential, and this is this brings me back to a point that I continually make with you, uh, Wayne, is that picking Rio as the first champion was a mistake. 
you have a, a woman like Sheeta, and I get that she couldn't be there from the beginning, but Sheeta's a, a wrestler. You know, she she has all the factors, and she's she's doing a hell of a job trying to learn English. You know, she's she's constantly getting better at the language. So I have one hundred percent. She should be the 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 number one contender. I I predicted she was going to win it this week, and I I was right. I think you guys even agreed with me last week. And this is the route they need to go. This is the perfect person to go against uh, Nyla Rose. I, what I liked about it is you're establishing an, another heel with Britt Baker. I think she has been, out of all the women, I think besides Nyla Rose, has been the most dominant personality heel that they've had. The problem is her in-ring work is still struggling a little bit. She still, still shows that she needs a little bit more in-ring work at this point. But otherwise, I thought it was, a, like you guys said, it was a great match. It was plenty of action. And the women division AEW has been a struggle from the start, like Emma is saying. They've had a couple of different start-stops, obviously, with uh, Brandy and Awesome Kong and Awesome Kong. Yeah, and nobody out. knew who they were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like So the whole entire thing, I feel like they needed to find a way to get it on, on path, and now they got it on path. And I think they're going in the right way. And Again, I think they want to wait till we get back to normal before they make a real title change. But I think this is the right step. And and I think I think Stradliner needs needs a, a reboost. I know she was out for a little while with the quarantine. I think they're going to wait for the crowd to get back for her to give her that, that little bit of a push. And yeah. Baker's yeah, and you know what she just Baker's needs to fine. show up. She just yeah. needs to show up and win some matches. Exactly because she's been gone for so long that she's lost that momentum that she had. And, and, and not Baker, everybody watches the AEW Dark, so I don't know if she's been showing up there. I know I haven't had the time to watch Dark, so I'm not too sure if she's appeared on those shows, but she just needs to be there and win some matches. Mm-hmm. And, and, ba- and Baker just needs to keep being a heel. And I wouldn't even be against her. And, and I know this kills Wayne for me to say this, but if she's not a, in the ring, it wouldn't hurt her if she became a mouthpiece for someone else. No, see, I, I, she, I don't agree with that. But go ahead. Maybe in, in a future time frame, exactly. I can see that. If she's at the tandem with someone where she could still wrestle but also be a mouthpiece for someone who needs it, then that's fine. Because she she's excellent on the microphone. Her role model thing is great. I think it's I think it's perfect. And she can be in the ring a little bit, but she needs to work her craft a little bit more because she's still the she was the sloppy one of the four in the ring tonight. Well, I mean, she's the one I, I believe that has the uh, least amount of experience in that in, in that four way. I mean, I think she she's had three years in the business, so she's relatively young, and uh, she does have time. She looks green. She and, and I think we've pointed that out uh, in the first shows that they had, the first pay per views during the summer. Uh, she doesn't look like um, she she knows, and especially she's coming from an independent scene where there were no TVs. Now you're you're playing to the camera. It's a whole different ball game. So I'm pretty sure she still has that. In, in front of her mind that I have to I have to do this in front of the camera. Eventually, they become second nature. But but right now she's she's struggling a little bit. But I I see a lot of potential and I I can tell I can tell Tony Khan has big plans for her. Uh, she was the first one signed to an AD, AEW uh, contract, the first female. Yep. So we, he sees it. It is there. And uh, we just have to wait to, 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 for it to marinate and, and come through. And I, and I have a lot of a lot of hope and a lot of uh, I see it. Like uh, I don't even have the word. You, know? <laughs> you have hope. You have I hope. hope. I have oh, hope. By, by the way, how about Nyla Rose with that shot to the head for, uh, with the kendo stick uh, yeah. stick to uh, Sheeta's head? I popped. I it. Yeah, I popped. I liked it. I liked it. She's like you heel heat i i, I was not, not too happy at the moment with that not that a girl like that should have to carry a kendo stick to make an impact but so well, she just uh, she took uh, a kendo stick because the, the 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 kendo stick and she's like yeah you lost this what right in the head <laughs> uh, i i could dig that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how when people walk into level one games if M doesn't like it hits him over the head with a kendo like, stick. silly question <laughs> <laughs> Right over the head with a candlestick. <laughs> so moving on, uh, we had uh, Omega and Hardy versus Santina and Ortiz yeah. of the Inner Circle. Um, but before <laughs> we go in depth about Matt Hardy, he shows up again later on. We'll, we'll talk about that part of it later on. But uh, regarding the match, uh, we see Hardy and Omega with the win tonight. Great showing by Santina and Ortiz. 
Santana Man. <laughs> great, great showing by these guys. Oh, proud and powerful, man. They're from New York. Yeah. From New York, representing. Yeah, so I'm happy. You got you. You have MJ. Enjoyed it. No, they're they're a great team, man. I saw the listen, uh, listen, hold on one second. Technically, uh-huh. Santina and Ortiz are from Queens, if I'm not mistaken, or was it Brooklyn? Uh I don't know where they're originally from. I I believe they're from Brooklyn, but are so that's San- part of Long Island. I have MGF, Santina, and Ortiz. No, 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 no. You have MGF. I have I'm from New York. Okay, okay. I'll give I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Actually, you're a lot closer. You're actually, closer. actually, Santino is from Italy. Santana is from New York, yeah, and he lives in the Bronx right here. <laughs> but what a good show! What a good showing by these guys. Yeah, um, a, a good they got a good rub tonight uh, in in losing fashion, but they, they they shined a lot. I really enjoyed watching those two guys. Tonight. Those two guys have always been good, and uh, you you can ask Randy when they uh, when they showed up to AEW, I popped hard for them, and the whole you know Puerto Rican pride thing that always touches a a, a good nerve in, in my uh, being. You know, like I, I, what was the fir- one of the first uh, t shirts I got? Proud and powerful, you know. <laughs> Randy made fun of me for it. He's like, oh, oh. yeah, but no, the, the the team is great. No, 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 no. my my <laughs> yes. My favorite, my favorite was we were watching the, the, the tag team battle royal. I'm like, I'm like, your boys are hanging outside. They're like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're just hanging outside. They're not. Yeah. Not. Uh, listen, look, proud. Listen, proud and powerful. It took a little while, for, I think, for them to find their footing because I when they first came in and having them part of the inner circle, it was like one of those one of these things are not like the other. It didn't look like they fully fit, but now. After seeing the bubbly bunch stuff and everything else like that, I think I think they're perfect. I think they're they're starting to find their mark in the tag team division and actually deserve a shot with a, a run with the belts. And I think that will be the team right when they have the split between Paige and Omega. I think Proud and Powerful is going to be the team that picks up the pieces and take the belts. I, I can I, see I, it. I think you need a heel team to uh, take the, the belts off. And I and I fully see them doing it. I mean, like like I was saying, the proud and powerful, very 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 athletic, very um, they 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 have the it factor that a lot of uh, promoters look for. Uh, they, they they're dastardly. They have that heel, like you said. They they stood outside of the ring uh, for the whole battle royal, and then in this instance, they they battered, they scratched, they do whatever they have. They have me personally. I like Santana better than than Ortiz, but they're a great tag team. I like. I've seen them in the independent scene at, at HOG. Uh, they fought. Um, they fought. Who they fight when I saw them? I think they fought the the. I honestly don't remember now that I think about it. They just fought two guys there. And uh, that was their last showing in the independence before they went to AEW. And uh, they, they've, they've been fantastic this whole time. And I thought that they 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 fit in very well with, with uh, what Jericho was trying to do with the Inner Circle from the beginning. And this match, they showed it again. You got Kenny Omega and, and Matt Hardy there and two veterans. And they got, like you said, they got the rub. In a losing fashion, but again, very good match, and it, it kept you engaged. So that's all you can ask for 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 a losing effort. Hardy uh, Hardy gets the win with a uh, DDT here. We see Zami Guevara come out with the neck brace tonight. I thought that was uh, pretty amusing. Um, uh, Zami Guevara is becoming one of my favorites. I, I'm not gonna lie, just little little <laughs> new, little, little nuances <laughs> of things that he does is, uh, you know, pretty cool. The neck brace, the yeah. joking around, singing with um, Chris Jericho's theme song, uh, just these little things of him running away last week <laughs> like a chicken oh, he, heel. He just oh, little thing. Besides, great. Besides, yeah. It's great. Uh, moving on, we had uh, Jericho, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. Pineapple. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, Pineapple Pete, he was getting a major uh-huh. rub there. The first minute and a half, he had all the offense. Uh, and uh, Tony Schiavone was playing it up like he's going to spoil and um, spoil the match for Chris Jericho and get an upset win until Pineapple Pete runs into. <laughs> The Judas effect, Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, this match was about two minutes. So, what did you guys think of this? 
That was about two this minutes exactly. too long. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, you know, I exactly. enjoyed all two minutes of it. Exactly. <laughs> Let him get the rub. Let him become a, a, a ending an indie star. This is the guy who who took it to Jericho for two minutes. You know, he can use that to get a job anywhere. Jericho really it's, played it up. The, first, the fact of the matter, Jericho made up the whole Pineapple Pete for him because his name is I, – I can't even remember his name. And I just know him as Pineapple Pete. He's got the pineapple yeah. shirt. I just know him exactly. as that. I think he said he, he was uh, his other persona for 16 years, and here he comes. We all know who Pineapple Pete is. We don't know that other guy, and it's no, all thanks to Jericho constantly mentioning Pineapple Pete. And do you, did you hear where he got the, the whole Pineapple Pete thing from? No. Yeah, Jericho mentioned on one of his shows that it was a place they used to eat at every week after wrestling. He would go to Pineapple Pete's. So when he saw the shirt, he just, Pineapple Pete. <laughs> and he kept mentioning it, and he kept telling him, like, yeah, you got to run with man. Wear that shirt. You're Pineapple Pete. And that's, that's what so he did. awesome. I mean, he came out to the whole entrance. You saw the video? They made a video. What I think was the selling thing too, and M knows I always look at these little things that, and they stick with me, but like Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross made you actually believe that Pineapple Peter is going to have a shot here. That's right. <laughs> I haven't felt that way in years when you're sitting there saying, Tony Schiavone goes, look at this, Pineapple Pete's going to do it. And you're sitting there going, oh my God, this guy's got a shot. I, oh, oh, never mind, Judas oh. Effect. But, but like, <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. I didn't know exactly. where the Judas Effect. Yeah, that, that was what it should have been. Yeah, you know, now, you now, check, now check this out. We need to um, zero in on the more important Jericho stuff that took place tonight. Oh, uh, the promo announced uh, that they're doing a stadium stampede match and Jericho is building it up that it's going to be an 80,000 seat stadium. I'm assuming where the Jacksonville Jagu- Jaguars play. I think that's a good assumption. Um, <laughs> and then we get Vanguard. Vanguard shows up. He's been missing for about three weeks or so on behalf of the elite and accepted the challenge by the elite. Um, and then uh, he gets taken out. He gets taken <laughs> out after he accepts the challenge uh, by the sixth member of the inner circle. Uh, now we know him as Floyd. So <laughs> all I have to say about this uh, before you guys thoughts is uh, rest in peace, Vanguard. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Vanguard. It was great knowing you, man. This whole promo with Jericho talking to Vanguard is uh, absolutely <laughs> one of my favorites. And release the hounds. Yeah, that's all I <laughs> the whole time. I mean, uh, Vanguard comes with the little shirt. I was like, he brought it back. You know, it's, just, it's a throwback to that. So I thought it was like really cool, man. And, and the, the simple fact that we're watching Jericho again, cutting a promo on a little robot. Drone. Drone, yeah, a little robotic drone, and we're here enjoying it. I mean, we're really buying into the fact that he's talking to this drone. That's how you, again, he's a master of getting you to suspend your belief. It's, like, it's ludicrous that, that he's sitting there talking to this little drone in the air with a little T-shirt. He takes the T-shirt back. He's like, give me that. So <laughs> It's terrible, man. Let me tell you something. You guys may agree with me. When this is all said and done... And Jericho's run in AEW as an in-ring competitor uh, because he ain't going nowhere. And we know that. Chris Jericho is going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Oh, okay. Possibly on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. He's put himself there. He's, he's supplanted a lot of people. He's, he, he's one of the best, man. And, and he, he's pushing what? How, how old is he, Randy? I, I he's 47. He's like, 47. 47. So he's pushing 50. And he's he's showing us things that we've forgotten about. This is what wrestling used to be, and and he's reminding us every single time he's on TV. This is the magic of wrestling. The one thing too that I always that I really enjoyed about this whole thing was the simple fact of Jericho was a so intense about it. Yeah, and and B. I, I'm laughing because he wants to do this thing in an 80,000 seat stadium. It's going to be the first time that some of these seats are actually filled because the Jaguars don't fill up that stadium. But they might means, draw more than the Jaguars. Look, dude, the funny thing is, 
they were they wanted to do blood and guts uh, another version of war games and we were supposed yeah. to be there for that and they 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 said we're going to save it for another time i think what they need to do is that they want to do this now cuz they want to do a blow off of that feud so they can start moving on um when's it going to get to a point when you either add more to the inner circle or maybe start having maybe Sammy peel off or maybe those guys turn on Jericho because Jericho is so over with the crowd. You have the whole crowd singing his theme music to the ring, which is unheard of of a heel before. So it's, you have to start getting this thing sort of blown off a little bit and go, go to the next, the next phase of it. The problem is you don't know when you're going to get all your guys back. You don't know when Paige is coming back. You don't know when the bucks are coming back. Exactly. You don't know. We you don't know, when, know when the fans are coming back. You don't know when the fans are coming back. Get and that you don't, cage match. You don't know when you're going to get these other guys who were released from WWE who they have interest in are going to come in. So you don't know <laughs> that aspect. <Revival. laughs> Which one is that? <clears throat> Revival. Oh, the no, no. oh, no, no. They're in. They're already in. Yeah. We're just oh, waiting yeah. for that. They're just waiting. Uh, I'm, waiting. I'm waiting to see if Rowan comes in to be with Harper. That's going to be Hey, no. let me tell you something. I mean, <laughs> this, this could be part of our uh, preview show that we do next week, but uh, the revolt could essentially show up next weekend. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm I'm that's what I'm thinking. Possible. There, that's where Ortiz and Santana came in during the the, uh, the segment with the Young Bucks. Remember, they came out with the <laughs> president's masks. So I, I fully see that as a big part. <laughs> like, but like, but like Randy said it. earlier, AEW may be holding back some punches for when the fans do come back to the arena. So yeah, but I don't think that's going to be hit or miss. But I think the revolt shows up next weekend. That's uh, that's where my money is. Uh, I see them, and and I think that's what they want people to think too. Uh, they put the the teaser and uh, being the elite, put it into the fans' minds. Make them buy the pay per view. This is how you're going to make your money. We want to see the the revolt come out, and he, and they were on Jericho's podcast the other day. It's like, come on. They're, they're, and, they, and they were great. And they literally were great. Southern guys. Who, who would have thought, right? Fighting the stereotypes. Main event. Brody Lee versus Christopher Daniels. And uh, let me tell you, Christopher Daniels worked a pretty good match. Um, probably one of his best ones in a little while, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brody Lee. Um, not a whole lot to talk about here, but Brody Lee defeats... Uh, Christopher Daniel, uh, winning, uh, winning with the finishing move of the discus lariat. Uh, Daniel sold that pretty well, and then um, out comes John Moxley. Moxley uh, beating up one of the uh, Dark Water members on the way uh, to ringside, and uh, Brody Lee's just feeding each Dark member to, uh, I believe it was two of them, uh, to John Moxley and him getting his shots in, and then uh, we see. Uh, Brody Lee go off kidnapping. Uh, well, I shouldn't say kidnapping. He kind of did that last week, but uh, taking the AEW belt, he didn't give it back. Uh, so he kind of has that belt hostage. So this is where Dean Ambrose frustration is coming from. Uh, what did you guys think of this? Uh, yeah. WWE is going to sue you right now. Get the, get the lawyers on the phone. <laughs> no, but, but Randy, there's one thing that I need you to say because you say it all the time. Mr. Brody Lee is the exalted one. No, no, no. He is the self what? Hmm? Self-proclaimed the EW champion. Thank you. I'm surprised, Randy. I'm surprised you didn't catch oh. that. Oh, the self. Oh, because yeah, because M-, M is M is the self-proclaimed champion all the time, and M's reaction is, "I'm not self-proclaimed anything, man. I beat everybody fair and square." Exactly. <laughs> but I thought you would get a kick out of that. That he's oh, I'm so I'm sorry. Ah, oh, I missed my cue. Yeah, he's also you know, the self-proclaimed champion. Listen, I think I think it's a little soon for a title change here. Yeah, no, but it, like, no, no, I don't think so. I either. am noticing Brody Lee's starting to shine a little bit. Oh yeah, oh, oh, that definitely. But you know what? The thing is, though, this is again AW making chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? Yeah. Because when you originally looked at the Dark Order and you said this exalted one, who they started doing way before. And like months and months and months ago, they're saying there's, there's an exalted one and the Dark Order is going to come and take over everything. And, you know, Evil Uno was leading the charge with all this. They were able to take a WWE cast off like Harper and put him into this role. And now he's more over than he ever has. And he might be one of the top heels in the company. So I think I think this is a credit to what 
input by the wrestler has and also a good management team who understands that it's wrestling. It's not entertainment. This is what the crowd wants to see. So I think this is the right move by putting him with Moxley because it's also, like we said last week, a short-term little feud here, being able to put something together with two guys who already have chemistry, who have already worked together, and they know they can tear the house down and have a good match. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's going to be a really good brouhaha next oh, week. Yeah. They're, they're going to hit each other hard, and that's what I'm looking oh, yeah. for. The physicality of that match is what... Is and they gonna, don't have to worry about working at WWE style. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we all, we all uh, can applaud that. That wraps up the AEW uh, Dynamite talk part of our show tonight. Um, there's a couple things we got to touch on. Uh, we may have uh, missed out on a couple opportunities the, the past uh, show or two um, to uh, talk about. But um, first things first, um, Alberto Del Rio finds himself in jail. So let's I think it's safe to say that the rumor talks of him going to WWE is probably squashed. Not happening anytime soon. WWE doesn't want any issues. They don't want problems. And every time Del, Del Rio has actually shot himself in the foot too many so, times from him getting that push to uh, a title run, a, a good title reign and being featured as uh, one of the main guys. He has shot himself in the foot many times. I, I, mean, I can't believe it. I, I honestly was never a fan of Del Rio, whether he, he was, was whether he, was he had a little charisma. And he worked some good matches. Uh, I like he wasn't uh, he wasn't vanilla like Bobby Lashley. Yeah, he wasn't vanilla. He wasn't that vanilla because he's a still pretty character to him that was was uh, appealing for the wrestling fan. You you know what? He's the Spanish version of vanilla, va- va- vanilla. That that's what he is. All right, because he's still very bland. I'm not sure how he was a star in in Mexico because I just never saw it. He was very full of himself. I think the most uh, over thing that he had was was uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. I, I enjoyed when when he would bring him out, but besides that, I, I've never enjoyed his matches. Never enjoyed his promos. He was just very full of himself. El patron. He just wasn't that for me. It's like. He just didn't have it, in my opinion. And uh, he was, God, how, how much drama do you, can you get into? It's like Paige slapping people at work. Now sexual assault and, and battery. Jeez. Yeah, I never. Lists. I, I can't remember a match. And M knows that, like, he can tell me a wrestling. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I really liked when he did this. The, Del Rio is just a guy who I just never felt like had a great, a great match with anybody in WWE and, and usually an injury would stop his momentum. I remember he had gotten hurt during one of the runs and it was actually one of the Royal Rumbles where they all of a sudden played his music. Then Rodriguez, uh, like you said, he came out into like the old beat up car and that was like the best thing about Dario yeah, was that. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I That's just special, don't, I don't think there's anything special about him. And I think he had his cup of coffee with WWE guy. He's, I look at him as like a guy like Mr. Kennedy, who had a little cup of coffee, had a little fame, but then he shot himself in the foot and he got shown the door. And that's the way I look yeah. at Del Rio. Not much special. You can get another one like him somewhere else. Oh, definitely. And, and one of the things uh, that, uh, that Del Rio, it's like he, he tried to be face, he tried to be heel. And nothing ever seemed to land. I mean, one of the things that really made me angry because I'm not a Cena fan. And when he had his uh, run as the, the United States champion, I actually enjoyed it. You know, the, the, the championship was defended weekly and mm-hmm. there were good matches. And then here comes Del Rio and destroys that. And it's like, so uh, I couldn't and, deal and, with Del I really couldn't. And, and, and on a side note with that, there's two guys who made those secondary titles mean something it was cena and it was actually the miz with the intercontinental belt just a quick side note we can probably maybe state a case for seth rollins too when he was holding it two belts at one time yeah maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) he put the man we have we have comments we have comments uh carlos garcia is watching with us Um, (laughs) he said carlos is buying the pay-per-view tag me in um, yeah, um, somehow, some way I'm watching a pay-per-view. Um, 
So who knows? Maybe uh, we could set up a social distancing uh, watch party watch for party, an AEW yeah. pay per view or something. But um, yeah, uh, this is a good pay per view um, that uh, I'm invested in for sure. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good one. I think this is the f- second pay per view of the new year. Second pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the storytelling this the storytelling that we've seen uh, since the last pay per view, and this one has been the best couple months of storytelling in AEW that I've seen since it started uh, over a year ago. Oh yeah, they really stuck. So that's show. why I'm excited about it. The storylines, the storytelling has been oh, great, yeah. and we're gonna get good wrestling. The first couple months of AEW, I was like. I don't know. I was kind of checked out, and NXT was really doing doing that, that much better. But now it, it, it's kind of flipped. Yeah, a little I bit. remember. I remember you were really big into NXT, and me and Randy would be at the store watching AEW, and we're like, "He's not watching AEW. Like, how can he not be watching AEW?" <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the funny thing now with NXT is they are now bringing guys back from the main roster to try and help. Which was a huge mistake. Like Finn Balor, right now, I feel like he's a guy who's just waiting on his contract. Just imagine a guy like Finn Balor in AEW. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I know. I know. Prince, baby. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, I may get his fantasy dream of a reunion of the Bullet Club of some type. No. Oh, I, I would lose. Forgot to mention, we, we forgot to mention. Uh, Check your shorts on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to mention Gallows and Anderson. That could be a possibility. That's what I'm saying. You know? Put them with uh, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Bullet Club, man. Oh, Carlos gave us a thumbs up. <laughs> Carlos, we love you, man. We miss you. Orange yeah, Cassidy. We all in the same room watching AEW. And yeah, Orange Cassidy is definitely. Um, one of my favorites uh, right now, but yeah, but getting back to my, uh, my point, um, it was a little rough to watch the first couple months and especially on that same day where they had the uh, NXT UK show for three hours, followed by a five hour AEW show, which I did not think they were ready to do a five hour show. They had no business doing five hours at that point. Um, now, We'll see. But that was just a, a long day. I was a little checked out a little bit of that pay-per-view. It was a long day watching wrestling from 3 o'clock to 11.30. That was just a long. Good show. And then Jim Ross was just putting me to sleep. It was yeah. just not good. It wasn't Slobber good. Sacrifice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's growing into the role that he's in now. Yes. Like in the very beginning, it even I had a problem listening to him. Yeah, you were you were yelling at me. You're yelling at me saying Jim Ross doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, he hadn't done it for so long. And remember, he went from doing this every single week, probably what was it, twice a week at one point? Yeah. And then it was just like, Oh, I'm not doing it anymore. Twice a year. So of course he was gonna get rusty and he was a little like cranky at times. And uh, they were like, he was contentious, you know, and with with his other uh, commentators. But I think they've grown into it. They've gotten comfortable. There were there were definitely growing pains, which we expected from the very beginning. We always said they have to find their footing. They have to find what they are, who they are. And I think they've gotten that this year. And uh, some of the things that we said about the Dark Order, which is interesting, because it, it, they've always had big plans for them. But Marty Skrull was supposed to take over as as the exalted one. We didn't get that. You know, he re-signed with, with Ring, Ring of Honor, and they had to call an audible. And it's just perfect timing that uh, at the time, Luke Harper, who is Brody Lee now, was available. So that's what they did. And uh, it's working out. And I, I think that he fits that that character better on that, that, whole, that whole Dark Order uh, group. I, I see it better with, in, in Brody's hands than, than in Marty Skrulls. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Our uh, last topic of the night I want to hit on. I know it's not AEW related, but we must talk about Becky Lynch. 
the man gets pregnant. Sending shockwaves through the wrestling world. With her announcement, news started leaking throughout the day on Monday gradually as the show uh, was started. I believe the cat was let out of the bag for the most part. Ringside news, you can, oh, give, yeah. you can give them the credit for that uh, leak in that news. But uh, Becky Lynch uh, comes out and um, she comes out with the briefcase, which I thought was a little weird. You, th- you would think Oscar would be coming out with this. So I guess uh, I'm thinking... Um, Becky Lynch just hijacked it, you know, and um, put the championship belt in there after talking to the higher ups and uh, deciding to give the belt for Asuka. They had probably uh, the way the storyline is, they decided on this uh, days before money in the bank. uh, But the women apparently never knew it until Asuka comes out to grab her briefcase. That's why she was pretty much flipping out. She wants her briefcase. And then Becky uh, pumps the brakes on her and listen, you know, you want much more than the money in the bank opens up the case. And then we see the women's championship and Becky tells Oscar, you are the women's champion and uh, you, know, you can go be a warrior while I'm about to be a mother. And let me tell you something. If you, your eyes weren't tear jerked during that segment, you have no heart. I have no heart. <laughs> <laughs> what are you worried about watching? I, I wasn't watching. Well, I, wasn't. <laughs> I, wasn't. I, I was starting to get a, there were no waterworks. I was starting to get a little emotional though, like in, uh, in a happy way, because I knew there was realism there. Um, and then now, now you got you have wrestling fans uh, talking about this could be a work. Like no, that, IWC, uh, you should be ashamed of yourselves if you, that's what you believe. Um, but uh, Oscar very well could have been very surprised. She she well, it off really well. She probably did not even know until that very moment. Listen, look, I was pissed. <laughs> but I go just, ahead, Randy. I'll let you talk uh, first. Look, look, I think if there's been any WWE star that's been over exposed and commercialized anymore, it had to be Becky Lynch. Um, oh, man. The man. It, when she, when she, she, she's something good, they like to. Um, Go along with it and overexpose it until it's played out. That's how yeah, they do it. Well, right, but when she turned healer against Charlotte Flair a couple of years ago, that's the thing. You know, I, I remember talking to uh, Road Dog and, like, when he was talking about it on Twitter, and he private messaged me, and I said, like, yeah, I mean, like, that sort of backfired. He's like, yeah, that wasn't the story that we were telling. We were trying to make Charlotte Flair this, the uh, the – yeah, you know, we wanted sympathy for Charlotte. I'm like, that's not how you do that. He's like, yeah, we learned that the hard way. I'm like, yeah, because you don't say you earn a shot and then put Charlotte in there, let her win it, and not expect Becky, Becky to be pissed because the crowd was pissed too. They were pissed for her. And then Becky was it. With Becky's credit, she was able to turn that whole thing into a great run. But then they overdid it and they watered it down to a point where I remember we, we were at M Store for WrestleMania in the Triple Threat match, and we were just sitting there going. Like you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, you, you know what's gonna happen. The like way Ray, it, it just Ray, wasn't monumental. Ray Charles saw that happening. That's how bad it was. <laughs> ah, I mean, <laughs> he listen, Becky Becky Lynch was over. She was, she was, she was a mega star, and exactly. then it started fizzling out into WrestleMania season because maybe maybe because the chase was over. The ch- you know what it was? It was the way they did it. All right, they overcomplicated something that was simple that we were eating up the whole time. Uh, Becky's sitting there; she's talking trash to to Ronda. We're eating it up. They're going at it on Twitter. They're going at it in the ring. It's constant. It's great. And then there are police like, you know cars, what? ah, yeah. windows, ah. Well, no, that's, that's when it started going too far. <laughs> that you was know? a great. That was a great backstage segment, though. I'm not gonna exactly. lie. That was whoever wrote that was phenomenal. What happened after that? Nothing. Nothing. All they started doing was jabbering, jabbering. You gave us that too early in that storyline. And then you go, you know what would be great? Vincent McMahon was getting involved and it was becoming a little oversaturated. And that's the problem. The moment that they oversaturated and then they go, oh, my God, you know what else would be a great a, a great thing to put into this? Let's put in the other title. How do we put in the other title? We'll, oh, God, oh, remember that. we'll put her in the match. It's like, what in the hell? You took everything we were eating and you oversalted it. That's all you did. <laughs> yeah, you took 
it and you were like i'm gonna take the top off of the salt and i'm just gonna pour the whole thing on the steak and screw you eat it and it's like nah man you ruined the steak this is exactly what they did and they i was have- i was pissed that charlotte was inserted in that match i think we would have seen a better uh match uh at 35 with just uh becky and ronda exactly and then we we have i think ronda was hurt or somebody was hurt maybe but at the end of the day i think the simplicity of it was what we were all looking for we, yeah. we wanted this blow off we knew it was going to be a blow off don't overcomplicate it and that's what they did and then the the match was just sloppy and the ending of the match i mean the first women's main event and you don't even pin her shoulders to the ground are you kidding me and then yeah. and that that was the death knell, in my opinion. This is where it all started going downhill because next time she's against Charlotte and um, wh- what was her name? The the Southern Belle. Oh, Lacey Lace Evans. Lacey yeah. Evans. And Lacey Evans had just gotten there. And then we went through this whole mediocre stuff. They put her with her boyfriend. That really like sapped because uh, Rollins was talking a lot of, of smack online. A lot of people were angry at him. He was, he was talking smack to other wrestlers. Wrestlers that are respected. Uh, guys like Will Ospreay, it's like you don't, you're not going to tell him that he's not the, one of the greatest in the world right now. He is, and he, he's looking bad. And then you you pair her up with him, and then it just went downhill, man. I I, I haven't seen anything of 2019 after she won that belt that was memorable. And it was just like she was in your face. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. And, the man. and it's like, all right, man. I don't care anymore. Just oh, no, lose no. the time. And then she doesn't lose it. And, and not only that, and now I'm sorry, but not only that, but she made a big stink saying, I'm not going to be on Total Divas. I'm not going to be one of these girls. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be the glamour girl. I just want to fight. And meanwhile, she's now on the walkways of ESPN and now she's doing the cover of the magazines. So exactly. my, my, so my thing is, look, I'm happy for her and Seth. I'm glad to go up, have a baby and everything else like that. I've, I've been, been busy quarantining. Well, listen, at the end of the day now, as far as her day condom, like what the hell? (laughs) Well, listen, as far as your as far as her day job is concerned, listen, there's a lot of talent in that WWE women's pool. But sadly, a lot of that talent right now is knocking out of the park in NXT, not on the main roster. The, The roster they have, the women's roster they have on the main roster right now is is stale It's stale. And and they are not utilizing the right people. Randy, here's one thing that I've told you a million times, and this was the biggest mistake that they made, was bringing Ronda in to destroy every single yep. one on that roster. Yep. You, I agree with you 110%. Finally, you have somebody knock Ronda off, but she's already destroyed all of these women in, in two minutes or less. How are they going to look as a credible threat to the next champion? So finally, you have somebody like As- Asuka, and you don't, she doesn't win. Okay, fine. And then you you bring up Shayna Baszler. She was she was NXT champion for more than a year, I believe, and she looked like a credible threat. She destroyed everybody the same way that Ronda did in the in the what was it elimination chamber. You're, we go all right. Becky's losing it to her. Becky retains, and then comes out the next month and goes, oh yeah, did I mention I'm pregnant? Here's the title. That was a disservice to all the women there. I, I get it. She's pregnant. That's awesome for her. But business-wise, this sucks. And and you, we have to remember the one person that owns WWE is Vince. And Vince is a jerk at heart. He's not going to be very PC. And do you think that we will see another women's main event? No, he's going to be like, well, see, this is why you don't give it. And, and again, I have to make sure that you know this is not my opinion. But let's face it. Vince is a jerk. And I'm sure in my heart of hearts, he's going to sit there and blame all women for this mishap. Oh, she had to give up the belt. And we had all these plans. That's how I see this playing out. And I uh, think all yeah. the women are going to pay for, for, for this. And I thought that uh, it's great that you're having a kid. You want to be a mother. I applaud you. Do what you do. It's your life. It's your, it's your body. It's your choices. But professional wrestling-wise – I think it was like the worst thing to do, especially since the time for you to drop that belt was last month at WrestleMania, and they had you retain it just so you can give, give. I, I will say that one more time: give the title to Oscar. I, I don't care how real that moment was. We didn't need to. See it. Well, to play devil, uh, devil's advocate, uh, Becky probably found out two weeks ago. For all we know, exactly. But it still put a black eye 
All right. If, so Cena should have won either way. It, exactly. it, it was it was Becky's time to lose the title right then and there. Exactly. And on top of that, you know, um, she's pregnant. Oscar won the the money in the bank. Bank. All right. I come out. I'm pregnant. This is my announcement. I I relinquish the title. I can't wrestle. Bravo. Have a tournament. Next pay per view. Crown of champion. If if you want uh, Oscar to to, to cash in her money in the bank then do it but to sit there and go you know what i give i give you my title i lost my goddamn mind i'm not i'm sorry that this is wrestling this is what we to see this is what we want to see we want to see people compete for titles and stuff like that you don't just give your title to something well apparently the storytelling that they're doing was the title was on the line but the ladies didn't know it then it's lazy storytelling. Maybe they found yeah. out that day, like, oh, yeah, well, um, just give her the title. Like, Are you kidding me? I mean, I think the tournament route would have been good. They had just mentioned that just because it adds more meaningful matches to the shows. Because you have to build up these people. They have been destroyed by Oscar. I, I mean, not Oscar. They, they've been destroyed by, by Rousey for so long. They've been destroyed by Becky. Let them all reestablish themselves. Give them a chance, but to give the title to, to, to Oscar after she wins money in her back is a disservice to the whole women's division. And, and not only that, but also have Oscar have an undefeated streak in NXT, have it lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, and then bury her and put her on a tag team and also loses her credibility because she has not done anything. Asuka has yep. not done anything. Well, they, her- she's she's been a little bit busier the past couple of weeks, and she's been picking up momentum too. I I get it, but this this thing had me so hot on Monday. I, I spoke to my son, and and I think he was like one of the few people that agreed with me because everybody was so caught up in the emotion that she was going to be a mother. But I, uh, you know me, I I care about wrestling. I care about the business. I, I'm not a Jim Cornette. Don't get me wrong. But you know, I'm not. I'm Good not. Quite you know, like, like, protect protect your coworkers. The think about them. Don't, and I thought that was real selfish. I mean, it's great that she's going to be a mother. Hey, even if it was a mistake, more power to you. You wanted to keep the baby, cool, man. That that that's no problem. But don't, that's lazy to be like, oh, I I give you my title. Two two more things. Uh, the first thing is. Do we see Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 37? I don't think so. Which is um, her due date is around November, which still leaves about um, five, maybe six months to get back in ring shape. I'm going to vote no, because having a baby is tough. It's debatable. We saw Maurice do it, and she did it in less time. Uh, she did it in five months, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll, we'll we'll see. Um, it, it, it's definitely uh, changed changed her life for sure. I, I don't know oh. if we're gonna see her in a full time capacity uh, again, or just maybe uh, maybe more like a year and a half from now or something. Once once she gets settled into motherhood. Uh, one other uh, key note before uh, we close out. Uh, just announced today, Sami Zayn is um, no longer the Intercontinental Champion as, for whatever reason, uh, more than likely COVID-19. Uh, he cannot defend the IC title anymore, which has basically become meaningless uh, the past couple, several months now. Um, an IC uh, Intercontinental uh, title tournament will be uh, again on uh, Friday night in SmackDown. Um, which maybe this is a little shot in the arm that SmackDown needs for meaningful matches because lately there's been nothing meaningful in SmackDown. Um, it's actually been the last two SmackDowns are sitting on my DVR. I haven't even touched it. I'm like checked out on that, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> raw, 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 raw has been a, a decent show, and thanks to Paul Heyman, but SmackDown, not so much. I'm telling you, what did you just say? Poor Sami Zayn. <laughs> Sami Zayn is giving up his title. Yeah, and they're gonna have you. Yes, it, it's a tournament. For it. It's relin- <laughs> it's relinquished. Yeah, he's uh, relinquishing. His I title. guess they strip him of it. He's not giving it to Otis. We didn't see him come out and tearfully go. You know what? I, I I'm gonna stay home because of COVID. So here's the title. 
you won it. We were just messing with you. It wasn't for the contract. It was actually for this belt. It boggles my mind. It, like really, like my hairs are standing up on the back of my neck. It <laughs> makes me so angry. It's like, what? What just happened? It's the same I, scenario. I, I think also there's a little bit of the Sami Zayn like let me out of here type of mentality. You know the Maybe. the ruling, like the, but, the the whole if you want your release you can leave. Sami's been miserable there for a long time, and him both him and Kevin Owens are looking for a reason to get out of that that company. Cool. Oh my goodness! If AEW those two in AEW, those, oh my gosh! And they couldn't even go back to Ring of Honor. They they were they were there for. A Why while. do they want to go back there? Give I me, mean, from me. What I, from what I'm hearing, Ring of Honor is actually spending a lot of money. They're owned by Sinclair, I believe, yep. and uh, they're actually they're actually spending money on their product. Uh, they had big plans for this year, but. You know, fires had other plans. So give me, that, give me Kenny, give me Kenny Omega versus Kevin Steen any day of the week, twice on Sunday. My, I am watching. That would <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be, uh, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. But anyway, there is a bunch of other stuff uh, that uh, went on this week, especially with Money in the Bank. We won't get into it. If uh, you guys want to go back and watch, you can catch no it on our Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, videos are also posted up on our Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, also, and- you can find you can find our YouTube link on backsportspage.com. We uh, give a special thanks to you, Randy, while you, we have you on here. Shout out Thank uh, you very for much. that. Um, for those who uh, can't watch or miss uh, a bunch of uh, stuff, because uh, sometimes I don't have that time to sit there an hour through the day and watch a video, you can catch us on our Deep Six uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. M and Randy, final thoughts? This week was good. I mean, uh, it's a good build to the the pay per view that we're gonna get. In, in, what is it next Saturday? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, my wallet isn't because I'll probably be spending sixty dollars on this pay per view. No, nope, uh, I'm going we- half with you, my friend. I am going half <laughs> with you. <laughs> so normally we watch at the store all together, and that's another downer. But uh, I'm looking forward to the matches, and and they're all they're always quality matches, and the pay per views have always been good. I've always enjoyed them. So even if the product wasn't as good as it is now, I would still plunk the the sixty bucks to watch it. But I, I'm happy with the direction everything's going, and I'm really excited to watch it. You know, we got a comment. Uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch lost her smile. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, this that this could go in so many directions. But uh, anyhow, um, go um, on, Randy. Not much else to say, but AEW keeps me wanting to come back for more, and it's not. They're not trying to. F- fit stuff in so when you have to cut stuff out sometimes it makes a better show and i gotta tell you aw makes me want to keep coming back for more makes you want to watch and even and it's still good enough for makes you want to go back and watch again so when you have that type of feeling watching wrestling you know it's fun and we haven't had that feeling for a long time so long i feel like a teenager again every week i i run home to cash dynamite you know, like we used to watch it at the store and every week it was like, oh, my God, are you ready for Dynamite? This is so exciting. You know, is Hangman Page going to turn today? You know, the, we're always talking about it. We're always intrigued by what the possibilities are, are going to bring, you know, and that's how you do these shows. You know, that this is wrestling has always been magical. It, it always takes us to places where, you know, we forget real life for a little bit and we look forward to these two hours weekly. And when you look down at the time and you're like, it's 940 yeah. already, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, come on, man. I'm, I still <laughs> want more. And that, that's how you're supposed to leave them, wanting more. And that's what keeps us coming back weekly. Absolutely. AEW has been hitting a home run with uh, leaving the wrestling fans wanting more each and every single week. Um, I, I enjoy Wednesdays on both sides. I just can't watch two promotions at one time, but right now I prefer watching AEW. They've been hitting a home run. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
so uh, yeah, this was a very be- uh, busy week in wrestling, which uh, should slow down for a few days until we have our uh, AEW go home show and then the uh, pay per view couple of days after that. So we're gonna have another uh, busy couple of days with our uh, Deep Six uh, Pro Wrestling podcast, which I'm totally excited about. Uh, but in the meantime, M. Randy, thank you guys uh, so much for hopping on once again for our midweek mashup. Uh, for those watching and listening, we will be back with you uh, Monday night uh, live on the YouTube channel, Facebook page. If you don't follow, it's Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can uh, find our uh, uh, wrestling Facebook page there uh, to catch us live or uh, wait for the uh, audio to come out within a day or two after that. But, uh, guys, thank you so much uh, again, those of you watching, and you all have an awesome night. Thank you so much, Wayne. Peace.